Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 5 of the Football Plug podcast. This week we're going to be looking back over the football just gone. We're having another Jamie Vardy's party. We're speaking about all things Harry Kane and of course finishing off with a Matt versus Jack. So, Jack, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I've had a good week, mate. Uh, of course, golf course has been back open, so I've uh, been smashing that pretty much every day. I'm absolutely knackered, but... Uh, we go again tomorrow. Absolutely. A lovely weather of sun, snow, thunderstorms, rain. We love it all here, don't we? Yeah, that is hashtag global warming. All right then, mate. Let's talk first about uh, the Saturday afternoon kickoff that was Chelsea versus West Brom. Now, we spoke a few weeks ago quite highly about uh, Thomas Tuchel. First, right, how do you say his name? Tuchel? 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 Well, I mean, as in as in being English, I'd say Tuchel. 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 I don't really uh, know. Thomas. Let's, to, Thomas. Thomas. Let's Thomas, Thomas it is. <laughs> Thomas. Um, we spoke about Thomas and we were singing his praises. Now, I'm not going to let uh, this one game like put a blot on his paper, but for me, that was like a... Um, the honeymoon period is over. Like, welcome to the Premier League. Absolutely, it, yeah. It really is as hard as people say it is. <laughs> there are. We have 10 teams who could compete for the title. We also have 10 teams who compete for, for relegation. It's not the Bundesliga. It's not the French League. Yeah. Welcome, Thomas. <laughs> that was um, Sam Allardyce doing Sam Allardyce type things, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's never been relegated from the league. He's never had a team go down, so... Where he is at the minute, he knows what he's doing. He knows what to do, fix up the team, get him in the right mentality. And clearly that worked with, I mean, a 5-2 win over this Chelsea side that hasn't lost in, what was it, 14 games under uh, Tuchel? Yes, Thomas, uh, Thomas, sorry, yeah. And and conceded, what, like two goals, two or three goals or something like that. It's it's a shock. It's a shock is definitely what it is. I was not expecting it at all. And uh, I was watching the game a little bit behind because I was, busy but I had um, the not- notifications come through on my phone on uh, bet365 hashtag gamble responsibly never back the early kickoff it was, it was like 3-2 West Brom 4-2 West Brom 5-2 West Brom I was like what the hell is going on in this game and they were just Barcelona-ing the football around obviously they um, Thiago Silva got second yellow in like yeah. the 35th minute 40th minute something like that um, and sometimes it's it's hard to know you know, against a team like Chelsea, do you then press and try and win the game? Or do you sort of counter-attack and use that, that extra man to your advantage? And they sort of they sort of did both. They sort of pressed, and then they scored like two counter-attacking goals in the second half. Like their fourth and fifth, I'm pretty sure, were counter-attacking goals. And that was just a prime example of how to use the spare man on the pitch. It was brilliant. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Okay, Chelsea didn't have the best game, but I have to say, no. West Brom played phenomenally. I watched the game, I just thought, wow. Like, I look at the stats, and Chelsea had 66% of possession, but I don't, that didn't, just didn't tell the story of the game. West Brom had 14 no. shots in the game against this Chelsea side who have set up really well defensively, but their defence really didn't show up. And the way that they counter-attacked Chelsea was absolutely amazing. Everything just went in the back of the net. Like what was it? Three goals, uh, two goals in three minutes of the first half was yeah. amazing. I mean, Chelsea tried to get back in the game in the second half, but by the time they started getting comfortable, it was it was already over. The game was over. They were yeah, the, the game down. was over. When when Mason Mount scored that goal, that took it to three two maybe. Yeah, three two or four that, two. Yeah, I think it was three two, and then they scored two goals after that. I think. 
I thought, hold on, could Chelsea come back here? And then, no, they just, about five, ten minutes later, they got caught on the counter. 4-2, 5-2. Just, it was just brilliant. Yeah. Like, it was just a brilliant performance that we're likely not to see again from West Brom, let's be honest. Um, they're likely not to reproduce that. But that's almost like a, almost like six points for them, isn't it? Um, you, you don't expect to take anything out of these games. But when you take three points plus a few goals to help your goal difference as well, that's almost like six points. All right, the next game, uh, one close to your heart, Matt. Uh-oh, here we go. It was Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, I'm going to give my two pence on it first, and then you can tell me what you think. Um, So Arsenal didn't show up to the game. They were poor. Liverpool were good. And if you put those two things together, you're going to get a 3-0 Liverpool. And that is pretty... There's not much else to it other than... um, You could pick out some individual performances. Um, Aubameyang was really poor. Um... Diego Jota was not poor. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I want to give the listeners like some in-depth analysis, but it quite simply was Arsenal poor, Liverpool not poor. And you put those two things together, you get a 3-0 Liverpool win. Simple. Right. Here we go. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, firstly, Liverpool, like you said, played phenomenally and Arsenal just did not turn up. Whether you turn up, you need to turn up at minute one. You don't turn up in minute 90 and think, oh, I can get a goal. They didn't even turn up in minute 90. They just did not show up whatsoever. Liverpool, Jota, phenomenal. I think by the look of it this season, what 40, player he 45 is. million. Oh. Uh, that, this could be a bargain. It sounded a lot of the time, but it could be a bargain. I think Trent had a great game. I think he's probably sitting yes, there in the back did. of his mind going, oh, actually, I need to fight for my place in England. Comes back He proved us wrong, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Kabak. I know we, we've spoken about him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got five clean sheets in seven starts for Liverpool. He going he under the radar. Does. <laughs> so all he, these people we're slagging off, they are having our pants yeah. down. <laughs> um, Liverpool, they played great. Now, I want to switch it round. Right. Firstly, I'm going to start with it. Aubameyang. He is a great player. There's no doubt about it. He is a great player. He is not a captain. He is not a club no. captain. When was the last time you ever saw him do a post-match interview? No, other than yeah. other than on oh Instagram, God, yeah. other than on Instagram with Lacazette in the change room with his like baggy clothes on taking the mick, he's never done a post-match interview. Secondly, why is he playing football, representing my club, with that ridiculous haircut? And I know it's nothing to do with football, but you're the club captain. You set an example, and I think that the fact he's done it and the club have let him do it, it's disgusting. I watched an interview with David Beckham. Um, and he was saying when he had the Mohican for England, um, it was fine. But he said, as soon as I walked into the dressing room at Manchester United, Alex Ferguson literally looked me in the eye and said, yep. you are not going on the pitch with that haircut. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. It's, it's only a little thing with a haircut. But no, you're, you are the club captain. You represent the club. And his performances lately just have not been there. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, mate. I want to know all these haircuts they're having. Who's, who's doing, doing these it? haircuts then? Yeah. We're, we're in lockdown, hey? Barbers don't open until, you know, a week today, the 12th. Well, well, yesterday. Where yeah, they get it done? Who's doing that then? Hey? Yeah, I want one. I yeah, I want, yeah, hook me up. <laughs> we'll leave it after this because I can see you're, you're going red in the face <laughs> and there's a few tears. Um, I heard literally on, on Talk Sport on, on the way home from playing golf today, um, one of them said that 
Arsenal need to spend in the summer. They need to spend well and they need to spend big. They also need to spend not for the future, but for now. They need to spend on people who will get them results now, not might make them a few quid in the future. They need to change the now. Yeah, definitely agree. Now is the problem. It's not 10 years time. All right, the next game, just a little quick one about Spurs-Newcastle. Um, it was 2-1 and it then finished 2 all. <laughs> they let another lead slip. Anything to say about that, Matt? Uh, how long can Harry Kane have a bad back for? That's all I'm oh, going to say. I don't, I don't know. How long? I mean, Newcastle... Two, would he get two goals in the first half, did he, Kane? Uh, yeah. Was it two goals? Yeah. yeah. I, he single-handedly was winning that game for Spurs and they just they let another game slip. It says a lot when Newcastle get 22 shots against you. Whether they're on target, they're breaking your defence down. Hell. It clearly shows where the issue is in that club. And it's like we said, that it's the defence and what we were saying about Hugo Lloris. Clearly, there's some problems at that back. Harry Kane. We'll For me personally, the, the problems, and I think I've said this before, the problems, yeah, their problems are in the team, but the problem is with the manager. I... I just don't think his football works anymore, in my opinion. I yeah. think it needs fresh, it needs exciting. And that's it, really. Yeah, did you see his interview where he said he needs to now adapt to like the younger players? He said when Frank Lampard was 23, when he had him, he was a man. 23-year-olds now, he describes them as boys. But yeah. that's how the game's changing. You need to adapt to exactly. what is changing as a manager. Exactly. You can't be a grumpy old man. You need to. You need to adapt, mate. But he is a grumpy old man. Okay then. Now uh, uh, on to, on to uh, Manchester United versus Brighton. Obviously a little bit brighter for me. It wasn't brighter for uh, forty five minutes. Um, again, Manchester United. A shocking first half to a game, and I don't know if it's good that we end up winning all these games, or should we be winning them anyway? Convincingly, I don't know. I'll, I'll put that to you, Matt. The Man United have got 29 points from losing positions this season. That is an exceptional stat. That shows great determination to turn a game around, great strength, willpower to flip a game on its head from no points to three. And we've done that, accumulating to 29 points, which is a lot of points. Is that, I can't decide, is that good? Or is that something that we should not have to deal with? I think... You definitely start by saying it's not something you want to deal with and it's you probably start set up and you want to go 1-0 up. But at the end of the day, three points is three points. If it's 5-0 and you win 6-5 or it's 1-0 and you win, I think I'd, for me personally, three points is three points wherever it comes from. Yes, it means yeah, your defence is enough. a bit leaky and there's performances probably things could be cleaned up. But at the end of the day, three points can move you to the top of the table. Dropping points can take you to the relegation zone. So three points yeah. all the way. So quickly just want to touch on a game which was played in Spain this weekend, which was the Real Sociedad 1-0 win against Athletic Bilbao in the Copa del Rey final. That was actually last year's final, which couldn't have been played. Uh, the winning uh, goal... Yes. Yes, it of was. Course, yes, the winning yes, goal yes. was scored by Oyarzabal, uh, the left winger. Um, but Bilbao do have a chance to redeem themselves, as they do actually have to play in the final again this year against Barcelona. But anyway, congratulations to Real Sociedad and uh, good luck to Bilbao in hopefully redeeming themselves this year. Are they going to beat Barcelona? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, bold. I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> All right then, pal. So we touched on it a little bit earlier. Harry 
Kane. Now, I'm in two minds. He's got a big decision to make. Or, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he, it's everybody else that's you know, making this decision for him. But he's not won a trophy. Um, he's 27 years old, 28 this year. Um, he scores goals for fun. He's a fantastic player, and you know it, it's a tussle between him and Lewandowski, who are the best centre forwards in the. All right, Haaland is is coming and making his way there, but that aside, him and Lewandowski are the best traditional centre forwards in the world. Some days, Harry Kane is the best centre forward in the entire world, but he plays for Spurs that haven't won anything in forever and unless they win the uh, Carabao Cup might not win anything more for forever so I suppose the question is Matt and you know we'll, we'll come to a decision here and I'll give Harry a call and I'll let him know what we think Yeah. does he stay at Spurs break records become an all time great a Premier League great or does he go to Barcelona and win the league three times um, uh, it, it's difficult. It is difficult. He clearly loves the club. He clearly loves the club. He does, and you got to respect that. And like you said, he's got that. He probably has got Tottenham's all-time goal scorer in sight. But he he has said on numerous occasions he wants to win trophies. And no disrespect to Tottenham, they've clearly come on a lot over the last ten years. Yeah, but they're not gonna win trophies when you have. Manchester City and it's the same for every club to be fair when you have oh, yeah, Man City mate, and Liverpool yeah. at the moment Man United slightly claw- clawing back you're not going to win trophies that easily anymore unless Spurs change in a huge way they spend big money and or some unbelievable talent comes through the ranks I, I know what you mean it's not you know put Spurs in Spain or in France then yeah they, they might win a few things but you're right it's not there's much better teams yeah uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw this at you, Matt, and let me know what you think. Okay. Um, so, as we said, he's not he's not won a trophy. What is bigger in the grand scheme of things? What makes him a better player? Does he go to Paris? Does he go to Madrid? And does he win a few league titles? Or does he win something big with Spurs? But you think he's done that all on his own. So what's the bigger achievement there? Dragging Spurs to something or winning a few things that you're expected to win? Oh, of course, the bigger achievement is winning a trophy at Spurs, full stop. It'll be the breaking of the drought of a trophy, single, pretty much, not single-handedly, but he's carried this team for so many years now, along with Human yeah. Son, that... Of course, that would be the bigger thing. But like we said, is that ever going to come? Like He knows at Madrid he will win a trophy within the next five years. He knows at PSG he will win the league title nearly every single year. He knows yeah. this. Obviously, there's a massive opening up at Manchester City this summer. He's pretty much guaranteed to at least win two, three trophies in the next two, three years there. He's got yeah. these options which are going to turn his head. Oh, but if he could win a trophy with Tottenham, I'm sure he'd choose there. But it's the Carabao cup enough this is what i mean that is that's not big enough it's a great trophy to have but it's not enough imagine me and you telling our grandchildren oh 
Jimmy and Daisy, there was a fantastic player. I don't know why I chose Jimmy and Daisy. Um, <laughs> Jimmy and Daisy, there was a fantastic player that used to play when we were kids. Um, he was Harry Kane. He scored an ungodly amount of goals. Oh, grand lad, grand lad. How many trophies did he win? He um, he won the Carabao Cup once. They're going to be a little bit disappointed, aren't they? And do you know what? I don't even think it would get to that point because I think people would compare him to Alan Shearer, who's English, didn't win many trophies, but he's a Premier League top scorer. He's exactly. He's just going to get overlooked because he's not got the trophies, so he needs them. Okay, so with the move away or the stay at Spurs or, or stay in the league, let's. Um, I'm going to throw some stats your way, Matt. Yep. So, uh, 162 goals in 238 appearances yep. uh, for Spurs because he's only played for Spurs in the league. Uh, and he's chasing down Spurs' all-time record goal scorer, Jimmy Greaves, at 266 goals. So he's 104 goals away at the age of 27. Now, if he stays at Spurs for another six years, I believe that's doable. You think about the amount of goals that Lewandowski's scoring at the age of 30 onwards. Like It's almost like, skyro- like Ronaldo. Yeah. It's like skyrocketed, isn't it? It's like they find another gear. I think Harry Kane could do that, and I have no doubt that Harry Kane could beat Jimmy Greaves. Now, another stat that he could beat, of course, is Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League goal-scoring record, which I haven't actually looked at, but I think I know. I think it's 256. It's 260. 260. So he is 98 goals. Quick maths. 98 goals away from that. That's easily doable as well. Is it not? I think think if he stays in the Premier League, it's definitely doable, yeah. So uh, are we saying that we think... Harry Kane should either stay at Spurs, work his arse off, and win something. And then he will be, from our generation at least, he will be regarded as such a great because he's able to have done that. Or do we think he should move elsewhere in the Premier League to continue those goal-scoring records against Shearer? Obviously, he'll lose that against Greaves. Um, But try and beat Shearer, which he will do. I have no doubt that he probably will do. Plus win a few trophies at the same time. Yeah, I'd agree. I, as much as it's heartbreaking, I think he needs to leave and stay in the Premier League. Because, of course, of course, he wants to be a record holder, no doubt, as well as uh, winning trophies. Yeah, of course. And we, so we know there's only we're one saying the best of both worlds yeah. is to move to another Premier League club, but stay in the league, yeah? Yeah, is, I that, agree. is that what we're saying? Yeah, I agree with that. So, obviously, a club that he could move to, Matt, is Manchester City. Um, with Aguero stepping aside at the end of the season, as we see, um, what, what seems to be sort of like forcibly shoved out of the City team. Uh, he's, he's 31, I think, isn't he 31? Yeah. So that's that's no that's no mean age. He's still going to be fit as a fiddle, really. I mean, he's had a few injury problems, but, you know, this is Sergio Aguero. He can, he can win you things. Um, so Man City is a probably a good place for Harry Kane to go, would you reckon? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this, this, the opening's there. It's literally there. It's almost like he's literally jumping into the boots. It, is, it isn't a silver platter, isn't it? Yeah. But, of course, on that silver platter is also Haaland as well. So that's, that's who do you... A proven Premier League goal scorer or do you take the punt with Haaland? Because he's a well-cast player, but he could flop. 
Yeah, he, you, you don't know. He could flop. I think the way Man City need to look at it is: Do I pay the transfer fee for Kane plus the extra twenty, thirty, forty mil it's going to cost because he's an English player who's also got proven Premier League talent, or go for a risk on a younger player who's clearly world class talent but hasn't played in the Premier League before? Absolutely. Now, talking of the all-time greatest striker, potentially, of the Premier League, yep. Sergio Aguero. Now, he has said that he wants to stay in the Premier League. Yes. So, where do you think would be best for him to go? What team needs a striker that can score goals and is not scared to touch the ball and fluffs open goals and, and rhymes with Mino Kerner? Yeah. I think it's it. Chelsea have obviously come out and apparently shown interest. I think there's no better place for him to go. He also gets a absolutely. A, he gets to live in London, which I think could be a selling point. I know it's a something a little little yeah. like that, but it's a selling point. He could also really help Timo Werner, to be honest. To yeah, get he back definitely on track. could. He definitely could. And I feel like they're good. I don't feel like Chelsea are gonna sign Haaland because they're obviously in for him as well I feel like they might miss out so why not just pinch a striker for free yeah absolutely take Aguero Aguero will teach uh, Werner how to be a German Aguero and then when Aguero goes Werner will be in his prime and he'll do bits like Aguero will that is how I see the future of Chelsea Football Club All right, then, moving on to pretty much everyone's favourite part of the podcast, Jamie Vardy's party. Now, unfortunately, this section didn't make the cut last week, did it, Matt? No, not enough. The episode was, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that as well, actually. There wasn't really much we could uh, pick out from the games. Apart from this week, there certainly is something we can pick out. Now, last week, we spoke about underrated players. We spoke about Jesse Lingard, and we didn't really give him a good rap, did we, Matt? Um, we thought he was good, but we thought he wasn't really under it. You know, he's not that good. We thought if he keeps performing the way he does for West Ham, you know, week in, week out, then yeah, all right, we'll, we'll give him the credit that he deserves. And what does he do a few days later? Goal, assist, man of the match performance. He's absolutely had our pants down. We've got tons of messages from listeners saying how he's absolutely mugged us off and how he deserves the credit that he should get. So without further ado... Jesse Lingard, you're going to Jamie Vardy's party. Well done, mate. So we have come to a new little part of our podcast that we introduced a couple of podcasts ago, and that is Stat of the Week. Uh, So Jack, without further ado, take us away with your Stat of the Week. Now, you'll all be disappointed. I've come away from Scottish football. Um, I've run out of Scottish... Actually, no, I've actually got one more. I might save that for next week. Um... This time we're going to talk about Manchester United Ugh. in a weird sort of way. So my stat is, Kasper Schmeichel has saved more penalties at Old Trafford than Peter Schmeichel has. Uh, and he doesn't even play for the club. Wow. And he doesn't even play for the club. <laughs> that, that is called showing up your dad. Is, is your <laughs> mind blown? It actually is. I'm, I'm a bit, my jaw hit the floor, a bit gobsmacked actually. Well, see if you can hit me back with a fact. Right, so this isn't a stat as such, but it is a fact which I found quite amusing. So, Boca Juniors, the Argentinian club, right? Yeah. Playing uh, blue and yellow. They certainly do. Do you know how they picked those colours? There were the only two colours left 
where the kits were printed? Well, you're all, no, you're absolutely wrong, right? Ah. So they didn't know what colours to have, so they sat by a river, and they said the next ship that passes by, the colours on their flag we're going to use. And the boat went past, and the flag that was on there was a Swedish flag. So they decided it was going to be blue and yellow. So are they really an Argentine club, or are they a Swedish club? All right then, Matt. It's that time of the podcast again. It's Matt versus Jack. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. This is going to be another sort of, like, guess the player. But we're going to be telling each other their sort of transfer journey and uh, seeing if we can guess them from that. So, without further ado, Matt, would you like to guess first? Or ask a question first. I want to ask a question first. All right then. Question one for Jack. Here we go. So we're going to start off. I feel like it's quite easy. So, this player started at Sao Paulo, went to AC Milan, then to Real Madrid, then to AC Milan, then to Orlando City, and finished his career on loan at Sao Paulo. Yeah, I think I got it already. Who you got? Is it Kaka? It is Kaka. Well done. One cool. nil to you. Uh, do you know what? What was uh, what made me get it there was the Sao Paulo's. Was it? Yeah, I can see him as like a, a younger, like a teen in a Sao Paulo kit, and then I remember that he finished his career in Sao yeah. Paulo as well. God, I'm quite proud of myself. That was oh, decent. I'm proud. Well done. All right, Matt. Yep. Here comes your first player. Right, I've got a pen and paper ready. Okay, so they started. In Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Everton on loan. Yeah. Then they went to Sevilla on loan. Yeah, I think I've got it. Brilliant. Then they signed for Everton. Yeah. Then they went to AC Milan on loan. Yeah. Then they signed for Barcelona again. Then they went to Watford. Then they went to Watford on loan. And then, yeah. then Watford bought them. Yeah. And then they went to Udinese on loan. And then Udinese bought them. And Who's the player, Matt? Gerard Delafeo. Very good, Carl. We are good at this. I mean, it's probably all about to change, but um, yeah, well oh, done, mate. Joe, I used to, I used to really enjoy watching him, and when it was like, oh, he's the new Messi, and I think that's why I got him because I followed his career a little bit. Yeah, it turns out he wasn't the new Messi. No. All right, right then, Matt, so it's hit one me. all. Right, here we go. Picking it up a little bit now. This player started at Tottenham Hotspur. During that time, he went on loan to Dulwich Hamilton and IFK Hasselholm. After that, he moved permanently to QPR, then Portsmouth. Got it. Okay. Peter Crouch. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I listen religiously to the Peter Crouch podcast, and whenever he talks about his game, I, I, I recognise Dulwich Hammett, and, and he, he tells some stories about when he went on loan in wherever that is, Sweden, IFK, Norway. Hustle home. Is it yeah, Swedish? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to do better than that to beat me, mate. Oh, okay, okay. 2-1. Two, 2-1. Right. One. Two, one. Hang on, we're getting them all right this time. Right, your second question, Matt. Okay, pen and paper at the ready. He started his career at Watford. Yep. He then signed for Liverpool. Yeah. He then signed for Villa. Villa. Then he went to West Ham. Yeah. Then he went to Manchester City. Okay. Then he went to Portsmouth. Yeah. Then he went to Bristol City. 
Okay. Then he went to AFC Bournemouth. Oh, wow, okay. And then he went to um, IBV Vestamanyala. That's the fact of Gar. Gotcha. You get the gist. Yeah. Um, then he finished his career at Kerala Blasters. So that is a tough one. But there's yeah. a little there's a little chunk in the middle that should yeah. give it away. Do you know what? It's the bit that's oh, I don't know, it's something to do with West Ham City Portsmouth that's like ringing in my head, but I can't think. I've got a couple of players who I'm thinking of like I've got Craig Bellamy in there because he was there, but I I don't think it's him because he went to Liverpool after City. Uh, let's have a little think. If not, I'll have to guess that. Um, it wasn't. No, I got now. I got George. No if flat. I, if I, do you know what? I'm, I'm feeling generous. It's, it's not a hard one. Okay. Um, uh, let me read out the three that yeah. really should give it away. And if okay. it gives you, if this gives you the point, I'm gonna be pretty annoyed at myself. <laughs> so the, the three that I most associate this player with is West Ham, City, Portsmouth. Yeah. That little chunk in the middle. Those three clubs. Um, They're the ones that rang in my head as well. And I really can't think. So I'm just going to have to guess at... Uh, no, I've only got Craig Bellamy in my head, so I don't know this one. Okay, it's David James. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you yes. see it now. You can see him in that West Ham. I can. Then you can. Then you can see with with the dreadlocks and then City. The bright the yellow sh- shirt. Yeah, yeah, City. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one. I was. Yeah. I could have given you a clue. He started his. He started his career in '88. Wow. And he finished it in 2011. So he had, he had a on. long old playing career. Yeah. The, the guy's 50 years old. He's a bit older than we think. Wow. He is. Um. So it's two-one going two into one. the final final question. If I get this. You win. It's curtains. Right. So this is a quite a tough one now. Hit me. Last question. So the first few teams, I apologies for the pronunciations, but he started his career at Hapoel Beersheba. He then went to Maccabi Haifa. Then Racing Santander to West Ham to Liverpool to Chelsea. To Arsenal. Hold on. Hold on. West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Arsenal. Christ. West Ham. Again. Yep. QPR. Oh, my life. Then he went back to Maccabi Haifa. Then moved to Maccabi Tel Aviv. Oh, I think I've got it. Do you want me to carry on? To be fair, their names I still can't pronounce, but I'll carry on if you want me to. Is it unpronounceable names from here on out? It's Baita Jerusalem, Maccabi Peter Tikava, and Baita Jerusalem again. Okay, I think I think it's that chunk in the middle again, isn't it? It's the West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham that should yep. give it away. Yeah, definitely. I can't the right this part. I can't picture him playing. For Liverpool. <laughs> was he not at Liverpool for very long? This player was at Liverpool for three years. Three years? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I have it, actually. I thought I had it. I thought I had it nailed on when you said Arsenal. 
can't really give any clues, can you? Um, I will give you a clue. Uh, can I ask a clue? Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, because is is he French? That's a big clue, but he's not. Oh no! I'm thinking it's Nicholas not... Anelka. Oh okay. Because was he at Chelsea, Arsenal, and West Ham? Did he go to West Ham as well? West Brom. Ah, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Well, that that was my clue then. That was my clue. Yeah, okay. So that first team he started at. Yeah. Applewell something. Vera Shiva. Is that a Greek team? I couldn't... I have no idea. Because I'm pretty honest. sure there's a team, Applewell, Nikoisa, and I'm pretty sure they're Greek, so I assume... Uh, I don't... Applewell is a no. Greek word, I think. You'll kick no, yourself I'm, as well. I'm... I'm I'm afraid, don't think I have it, and I don't think I'm going to have it. No, I, I cannot no. think. So, this player is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Give, just give me some clues now. I won't take the point. Okay. Because um, I've, I've, I've given it up. I've given it Where did he spend the bulk of his career? Where did he score his most oh. goals or... Most goals were at, at the start of his career at... Uh, Maccabi Haifa, which is obviously not a massive club in that sense, but he's he's so he played most games there. Then it was Racing Santander, and he played his third most games for Liverpool. He is a uh, midfielder. He used to kind of play central attacking mid. Long hair. Uh, yeah, I've got it. Who is oh, it? Oh, I've got it. Yossi Ben Ayoun. It's Yossi Ben Ayoun. Oh, <laughs> Man, right, Matt. I have to. to I have to get it. this. Yeah, you have to get this. Let me uh, just switch over from my paper to my uh, Safari page. All right, mate. <laughs> yep, he ready. started his career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yep. He then went to Everton. Okay. He then went to Manchester City. Notice how I put the emphasis on Manchester City. Yeah. Then he went to West Brom, which is also a a big clue. Okay. Then Villa. Then AEK Athens. Then Sunderland. And I believe it here, it says he continues to play at Racing Mercia. I feel like the Wolves bit isn't going to help me. I'm not a massive knowledge of Wolves, but I do know like what they have now. So I feel like... I need to look at Everton City, West Brom Villa. I will happily give you some clues here. Okay. You said not thinking of Wolves. Uh, He made 212 appearances for Wolves. Excuse me? He made a fair few appearances for Wolves. Okay, right. Let's try and think of Wolves. And, and And if this helps, his appearances... Uh, go down and down each club he's at. So his right. most appearances is his first club, second I've most, second club. Everton, Man City, West Brom, and Villa. I'm sure it's not this player because I don't think he played for Gareth Barry because it. But he finished his career at West Brom. Let me think of another player. Everton City. Who went from Everton to City? Uh, I can only think of one player off the top of my head. Jolian Lescott, but I don't think. Did he play for Wolves? He played for West Brom. I 
I don't ever remember him moving to AK or A whatever AFK whatever it was Athens. So they're my only two players at the minute. Give me a sec, otherwise I just have to stab at one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. I'm just gonna have to stab because I don't think Gareth Barry played for Sunderland, so I'm gonna have to say Jolie and Lescott, but I have no idea. It is Jolie and Lescott, <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh my! Very well done. Between 2000 and 2006. Oh, wow. He made 212 appearances for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, wow. So I believe after three questions, we go into a decider. Oh, okay. So come on in, Matt. Hit me with my deciding question. Right. So we have Millwall on loan to Aldershot, Nottingham Forest, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, Millwall, Aldershot, Nottingham Forest. Tottenham, Manchester United, Tottenham, Portsmouth, West Ham, Colchester, Stevenage. Wow. I slipped in a Manchester United player here, guys. So I assume the place that I'm going to know him from is Tottenham United, Tottenham, Portsmouth, West Ham. Yeah. He's a Premier League legend. Would you like? A, and then he dropped uh, would, down to League Two. Would you like a little, a little, a little fact about them? Most of their games were pl- actually played at Millwall. Oh wow! But you would know them from the Tottenham downwards. So this isn't a recent player. Correct. This is. I'm think. I'm. This screams like nineties, early noughties. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're being very generous to each other today. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling nice. Feeling yeah. nice. The series is at 2 all anyway, isn't it? You know, so it's, it is. It, it, level playing field. I'm not going to lie, mate. My mind is completely blank. Do you know what? You're really going to hate yourself as well because they play for Man U. I, who did we buy from Spurs and then sold... Back to Spurs. He wasn't on loan at United. We, we no, bought him. And then bought we him. sold yeah. him back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for this deciding round, let's add one little um, you can ask caveat in. You can ask one question. Okay, yep. Um, I would like to know the years that Tottenham sold him to United... And then United sold him back to Tottenham. Please. He moved from Tottenham to United in 97. And he moved from United back to Tottenham in 2001. So he spent 97 to 2001 at United. So he won the treble with Man United. Honestly, Matt. Yep. I, I cannot think. My mind is totally blank. The person I think of is not a defender. Okay. Is it Teddy Sheringham? Is that your final answer? Yeah. The correct answer is Edward Paul Sheringham. You've done it. Yes. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. 
That is a pull from the back pocket there. That is an absolute pull from the back. Do you know what I've got? I think I can picture him in a West Ham shirt. Yeah. Weirdly. That's How weird I can is that? Him. Yeah. Don't know why. That is a huge point for me there. An wow, absolutely yeah. huge point. Matt, it all comes down to this. It's now if, three two. Wow. It's now three two. If if you get this as well, it's three all. And do you know what? We'll call this week a draw. Absolutely. Because I don't think my heart can take anymore. No. Are you ready, mate? Yep. Your final player. I'm ready. So he started his career at Sporting Gijon. Then he went to Real Zaragoza. Then to Valencia. Then to Barcelona. Then to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And you've probably got it already, haven't you? I've got a, a couple of names, but I'm okay. not. Okay. Then he went things. to New York City FC. And I think that's a huge got giveaway. It. Got it. Then he where did okay where did he go to after that, Matt? Uh, he went to uh, some team in Japan. Um, uh, is it Vis- Vissel or Vitez or something with yeah, Iniesta? Vissel Kobe, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he went to Melbourne City on loan in between. Oh, okay. And who is that player, Matt? Uh, it's one of my favourite strikers of all time. Well, forwards, and it's Mr. David Villa. Very, very good, Matt. So we will call this week. Yeah. A draw because that is I'm too sweating. much brain power, and yeah. I am. I'm. I need to go and have a shower. <laughs> All right, then, Matt. We have come to the end of another successful podcast. Have you enjoyed yourself, mate? I really have enjoyed myself. How about you? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I've I've enjoyed talking about Harry Kane because I think that's a that's a good topic of discussion. I've absolutely loved throwing away my one point lead in the Matt versus Jack with that. David Villa question. Upon reflection, mate, that I, I gave that to you, didn't I? That was a very... As soon as you heard the, the New York City, you were like, that's it. And honestly, if it was flipped, I would have got it straight away with yeah. that New York City. So that's my bad. But we live, Matt. We learn. And we'll be back stronger next week. Definitely. And if you have anything you'd like to let us know, uh, or if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast and get in contact via our social media, which is the Football Plug Podcast. And that's on our Instagram and our Facebook or you can email us at footballplugpodcast at gmail.com. We do need a little bit of help for our next week's podcast. We'd like to know your opinions on some overrated players. We've covered our underrated, so uh, send us in some suggestions for some overrated players for next week's podcast. Absolutely, and uh, without further ado, Matt, um, have a fantastic week. Everybody listening, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.